Sport Tracks on SAFM with John Gerica. With John Gerica. Saturdays, 7 p.m. till 10 p.m. John Carrick is my name. Let's talk to shot puttist Zane Weir. Is that how you, is, are you a shot puttist or a shot putter, Shane Weir, uh, Zane Weir? Shot putter is the, the term that, that, that I know, but uh, it could be shot puttist. You might know better than me. <laughs> Whatever it is, you guys have got really big upper bodies. So I'm not going to mess with you. Whatever you choose. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, how are things, Zane Weir? Things are very good. It's been very busy since my qualification. Um, you know, realistically, only about two weeks ago, but feels like quite a while. But now things things are going good, thank you. Um, training hard, and uh, yeah, the focus has now shifted from the sort of qualification now to the actual event in, in Tokyo. So looking forward to it. Okay, and just to understand things, are you going to be representing South Africa or Italy for uh, at the Olympic Games? So um, officially, Italy, um, and and that's only as of as of late. Um, so I'm not sure if you know much about the story, but. Um, I'm an Italian citizen through my maternal grandfather, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he's sort of recently become quite bad uh, with Alzheimer's. So <sighs> I've made the decision to um, to sort of dedicate my sports career to him and and sort of my upbringing and relationship with him. So wow. I've sort of uh, chosen that route now. It's it's sad to see you go, but that is such a heartwarming story. Give, give us more details, Sam. How did all that begin? Thank you. Oh, no, so it was it was a very difficult decision to make. You know, I grew up and born in and and raised in South Africa, um, from Durban originally, and uh, yeah, I think uh, you know he had such a such a big influence of my love of sport growing up, um, and so you know it, it felt like the right decision. But yeah, so since my grand passed away, you know he um, he his mind uh, deteriorated quite quickly. Um, but I think you know that early inspiration um, and sport passion was instilled in me by him. Um, and, you know, as I've got older and sports become something that I really sort of obviously love, but, but, but sort of found a lot of purpose and meaning from, he is, uh, I thought it was quite special to be able to dedicate that to him. Is it, I know it's a silly question to ask, is it, yeah. was it, has it been easier to qualify for the Olympic Games through Italy or South Africa? Um, no, so it's actually, uh, it doesn't really matter. The, okay. the qualification does not matter about countries. The, the distance is consistent around the world at right. 21.10 meters. Um, so it really is no no difference at all. Okay, so it's not like you're up against more opposition in South Africa. So let's just pack pack up and go to Italy. It's an easy way in. No, no, no. Actually, more in Italy at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's okay? So how's a toti boy going to be able to handle the mountains and the snow and the cold of Italy? <laughs> yeah. So that's the funny story. Actually, you know, a lot of the European athletes come over to South Africa. We've got some of the best weather and training facilities, but it, it sometimes is reserved for those that can afford it, which is often the European sort of countries. Right. But uh, I've actually just come back from Joburg and I've been training with Carl uh, Blichnort and Jason van Rooyen, um, and they're close on my tail. So I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully competing against them at the Olympics. It will be very special, and I think mm. huge for South African sports, specifically shot put. You're going to have a little tear when the South African anthem goes up if a South African wins, though, hey? Of course, okay, of course. <laughs> I think, and tears of joy, man. I think, you know, in shot put, we're, Although we sort of we compete together, we're individuals competing against ourselves in the mm. same arena. You know, we're not necess- not necessarily competing against each other. So, and that's what I really enjoy about the shot put camaraderie. It does seem like a brotherhood when when you guys are there. You're you're on the other side of the field. You know, the the, the guys are doing their running and the javelins throwing it across the field. <laughs> you guys in the corner sort of have your own little brotherhood happening. Definitely, definitely. I think you know when when you dedicate your life to anything, I think you start to find out a bit more about yourself and realize that the only 
only real sort of competitor is yourself, you know, as cliche as it might sound. So I think when you realize how lonely the sport can be, I mm. think the, the celebration is competing together. And so I think it really brings everyone together from a universal perspective. Now, you've, are you using Italian coaches and things? Yeah, so actually, growing up in Durban, uh, the throwing event isn't too popular here. It's more up in uh, Gauteng. <laughs> um, so you know, I battled for a coach and, and moved up to Joburg. To try and make a long story short, moved up to Joburg in 2019 to try sort of get a coach. Um, and then two months up there, the coach that I'd found got uh, mouth cancer. Mm. And that's, that's when uh, you know, I started to um, look for other possibilities. And I met my current coach, who has been probably the largest contributor to my success, Paolo Del Solio. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, he's taken me from 1909 meters to uh, 2111 sure. in 14 months. So it's, he's really done fantastic work. How? How has he done that? Uh, Shotput's a very technical sport. So as you said earlier, you know, big upper bodies, but uh, it's actually the fourth generation from the ground up. So understanding the intricacies of the technique, um, being efficient, efficient with movement, um, you know, he, he's really sort of dialed in a lot of my mistakes that I've learned some bad mistakes uh, yeah. along the way. Um, and now it's, I think, just a lot more efficient in the circle because, you know, it's such a quick, it's such a quick technique, but uh, you've got to have a lot of patience in there. And, you know, he's really taught me the real intricacies of each little turn and push, um, and that's helped me tremendously. Uh, just to understand, you're, 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 you're not a small man, are you, Zane? Um, in shot put terms, I actually am. So I'm really? one point, yeah, 1.9 meters tall, 112 yeah. kgs at the moment. <laughs> Which um, is actually, I'm, I'm dwarfed by a lot of the international competitors, which wow. makes my case somewhat interesting, yeah. Because I was looking at 112 kilos, that, that's a big man, and what are you, 10 centimeters taller than I am. So, yeah, I would say you're a big guy, but you're saying not. They are the bigger men on the field. Exactly, exactly. But, uh, you know, sure. the, the classic adage is uh, it's not the size of the uh, dog, it's the size of the fight in the dog, you know. <laughs> so I like, to, I like to, uh, to, to remember that one frequently. How did it start? How did shot put of all sports? Yeah, strangely enough, I was in a, um, a sort of primary school athletic camp for um, for sprinting. Um, <laughs> and then just, I think, having a competitive nature, trying to do my best. We, we were throwing 1 kg plastic honey jars, just sort of, you know, trying to do as much as we could. And I, I did quite well there. And that's sort of the early indication of sort of what pushed me towards shot put. Um, but it was only really when I left high school that I, I started enjoying the sort of individual sports, hmm. you know, otherwise... It was always team sports and rugby obviously been very popular here in South Africa. Um, I gravitated to that in high school. Mm. But um, it was a sort of self-mastery aspect of an individual sport that really drew me to shot put. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was going to say, 112, 1.8 Ks, athletic. Yeah, it sounds like you'd be a great flank. Yeah, so I actually uh, started out, you know, in primary school with the, with the baby fat at prop um, and absolutely hated it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, through, through, thank goodness, through puberty, moved to eight man. And I, and I loved eight, uh, the eight man position. There's a lot more sort of um, intelligence and creativity from a sport perspective. <laughs> Don't and, tell a prop that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I might be biased. <laughs> uh, but, but it's the individual sport that you, that you prefer. You don't want to rely on people. Definitely. You know, so it's not necessarily not relying on people because I rely on people quite heavily, but I think being able to influence that and be able to sort of select who you rely on, I think is an important part for me. Mm. Um, and also, you know, it's uh, being able to trust the right people and, and, and let your performance be the telltale and not necessarily people's perception of you. That's, that's really what, what, what attracts me to the sport. You're only 25 now. It's almost 10 years more in the sport, maybe a little bit more, isn't it? Exactly. Um, so that's the exciting part. You know, they, like I say, Kyle and Jason from South Africa are doing really well. They're 21 and 23, sure. respectively. So they are, are, I really think they're doing fantastically. Um, 
But, you know, I, I went to University of Cape Town and unfortunately battled to, to balance the academics mm. and sports. So it, it put me at a sort of five-year disadvantage um, sport-wise, but academically propelled me, obviously, forward. Um, but I really feel in a really good spot now. You know, I've got the education behind me and I'm able to, to give 100% of my energy to shot put. And I uh, think, you know, I've only done that for the last sort of year and a half and I think it really shows. A meter and a half helps a little bit, doesn't it? <laughs> exactly. When, when when you look back to that and where you are now, do you see another meter and a half? I'm very positive. I've had a fantastic uh, training uh, months down in Stellenbosch when my coach and training partner came out. So I'm obviously not going to – I don't want to jinx myself, but I've had – unbelievable success down there but you know the big problem for me is is the consistency and technique it really takes between three and four years to become consistent mm. um i've only had i would say nine months of consistent technique so you know it's it's nice to get a big one but to to be you know to be great you've got to do it consistently so i'm aiming for the consistency at the moment um and I, i'm really you know i'm, I'm trying to stay positive because i think there, there there's a lot more that i can do mm. um but I, I like to let the action speak for itself i don't want to i don't want to talk it up <laughs> uh, you 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 qualified by one centimeter, one centimeter yeah. over the qualifying mark. Yeah. Do you feel you have more right now? Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't like to work too hard, more smart. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think you know, it's been testament testimony to my whole um, my, my my whole sort of young early shot put career. You know, no, no one really knew who I was. I'd say even six months ago. Mm. Um, and so it's nice, it's nice to go in as the underdog, I think, and, and uh, not have that pressure, have nothing to lose, and, and really sort of unleash that, that, that raw, raw talent coupled with a lot of hard work. So mm. I'm looking forward to, to doing that. Uh, how much time do you spend in the gym, Zane Weir? I would say probably four sessions a week, an hour and a half each. Um, but, you know, that, that, that's really been the biggest thing for me. When I was training by myself, I put far too much effort in the gym right. um, and not enough in the technique because I obviously lacked there. But um, my coach, I think he's is before his time, and he used it in his training when he was sort of European champ and came forth at the Olympics. And he sort of let us in on the secret. And we, we definitely do a lot less gym than I thought you would need to, so definitely uh, in comparison to the, the Americans and some of the Eastern European countries. Um, and that's what I really enjoy. I think it gives us a much better longevity in the sports, a much better bodily intelligence, mm. and uh, reduces the injury risk significantly. So, yeah, I, I really am looking forward to it because I think, you know, it's, it's one of those sports you actually get better as you get older. Um, and uh, I think there's definitely a lot left in the tank and coupled with an intelligent gym training system, um, it's exciting. Mm. I'm, I'm just looking now at the, the Africa record, Yanis Roberts. Yes. Set it in 1979, 21.97. Such a yeah. long time ago. It is a long time. You know, I think it's a lot of the guys have sort of uh, battled to, uh, you know, to dedicate as much time as necessary to not only be good in the sports a bit, but be the best that the country's ever seen. So um, um, uh, he's obviously, Yannis is a legend of the sport, and I've, you know, had one or two meetings with him and, and respect him a great deal. Mm. But, um, you know, yeah, the. Uh, it would be an absolute honour, obviously, to break that. Not that it would count, but just for my for my personal uh, for my personal knowledge and and record, it'll be fantastic to break that. And that's also the African record, like you say there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it it just shows you what a great distance it is, um, and uh, it would be an absolute honour to break that. I guess, you, yeah, and the what what changed? Why why is Randy Barnes' world record twenty three one two? Is that was there a different shot put? Because that, that was nineteen sixty six. Yeah, so I think you know. 
that uh, that era, there were a lot of guys that came through and, and, and were doing extremely well, you know. Um, but uh, he, he's got a fantastic fluid technique, um, which he was a little of my early inspiration. You know, he, he made the technique look really pretty, in my opinion. Um, you know, so, so the, the fluidity of his technique, coupled with obviously an absolute um, beast in the gym, I think that helps a lot. But, uh, you know, a lot of people make the mistake of thinking you just got to be big and strong. But mm. for short put, you actually got to be rather athletic and explosive, which which I, I think is a great sort of phys- physical model to, to aim for, you know, just generally. So I'm glad that that sort of ties in with my general philosophy of athleticism. Um, you know, so I think it, it's just, you know, being extremely strong, extremely athletic and uh, a lot of... Uh, a lot of work technically. I think that's the combination. The thing that always freaked me out when you know, at school and, and and I was lucky enough to be at a great school where you did you know potted sports where you did a little bit of everything right. So you yeah. run the hundred, you try the high jump and you know, unsuccessfully, and you try the <laughs> shot put. And yeah. to me, the shot put was always strange because you know, as as a boy, you're taught to throw, so you got the leverage of the arm. Shot yeah. put is completely all you're doing is literally pushing this weight it doesn't seem like a natural thing how sure. how do you make that however many millions of kilograms that thing weighs how do you make that go 21 meters a lot of training um you know i think <laughs> like i say it, it you know it took me eight years to get a small glimpse into the technique and i would say in the last nine months sure. you know I've, I've opened up a can of worms in a sense you know but once you understand the basics of, uh, of of the technique and movement and specifically you know the biggest thing is acceleration oh. from uh, that, that's really that's what's helped me a lot and and you know just for me specifically you know someone can tell you something a thousand times but until you feel it in your body you know that you, you cannot forget it so you know a lot of a lot of the the, the off the training thinking, uh, creativity, and just trying to sort of sit by myself and try to think through, you know, a, a different way to tackle this. It just opens your mind and your body to feeling new things, which really I think helps you technically. You've got to be, you have to be open minded um, to be able to change so rapidly. And I think that's that's helped me significantly in the last sort of nine to fourteen months with the technique. Just to come back to that that twenty one point one one meters, yeah, uh, yep. I almost tongue in cheek said you you qualified by one centimeter, yeah. but the current current world leading distance is twenty one point six. So it's only half a meter further, which is only that much. Sure, so sure. it's it's quite a tough distance for you guys to qualify. It's a big distance. I mean, to put into perspective, the twenty sixteen Olympics qualification was twenty point five zero. Okay. Um, so you know that puts into perspective, but I think you know shot put the sports science and. Um, has really come a long way, so I think that's helped a lot. And you know, with experience comes comes uh, better performances. Um, but um, yeah, I think it, the the distance itself is big, and it's tough for people who aren't in the sport to really understand the sort of uh, uh, the magnitude of a throw that big. You know, and mm. I'm still wrapping my head around it because <laughs> um, literally two years ago to the day, my personal best was 16.91. Wow. Um, so you know it's wow. tough to to have a I don't I don't know anyone in the sport that's done that. Um, so you know it's taking me a little bit to wrap my head around it myself. But um, you know when I look at the discipline and intelligence of the people I have around me, um, you know it, it all makes sense. But but it's taken a bit of uh, digesting myself. Yeah, the the Asia record is just two centimeters more than your last throw. So interesting. Yeah, I, I actually didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty one. Uh, twenty one thirteen. Wow. By Sultan Abdul Majid Al Hebshi in 1983. Wow. Yeah, and they, yeah, so it just goes to show that they, they're not messing around at the Olympic Games this year. No, definitely not. Dave. So uh, it, will, it will be interesting to see how many people actually throw the mm. the, the standard because there's 32 people from around the world that that qualify. Um, 
obviously, if you throw 21-10, it's an automatic qualification. Thereafter, they take uh, right. the others that are up okay. until, obviously, rank 32. So not everyone necessarily has to throw that distance, but if you do, you, you, you qualify your way immediately. Okay, so now you're off to Italy, uh, going into summer, which is always a good thing. What, what, are, yeah. the pla- what are the plans for the next three, four months? Um, I think getting a bit more consistent with the technique, um, building, building up a really good explosive strength base um, to, to, to perform, you know, because that's the thing, periodization becomes such an important part of, um, of training, especially at the big events, you know. That's the thing, you know, if you look at, the, there's no point throwing 22 meters at a small little competition and then, you know, 20 and a half, because you really can fluctuate quite a bit within a season. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about, that, it's about that consistency. So that comes from technique, um, proper training, and that's, I think, going to be the focus going forward, getting that competition exposure. It's been very difficult with COVID, you know, for, for everyone, but specifically sports people, to be in that competition environment. There's so many factors that influence your performance. So just getting comfortable with all those uh, uncontrollable factors again. Um, and then, yeah, just, I think, in, in enjoying, enjoying the process. That's been the biggest thing because, you know, Olympics is a very quick a quick uh, competition. So just enjoying the whole process and making sure that um, my everyday training is its own reward. Uh, I just want to maybe a little bit personal. On your, on your Instagram, your quotes, and you might have put it there 100 years ago, but human, sure. human connection is the only wealth. It, yeah, it, it's it's a fascinating saying for somebody whose job it is to to beat somebody else and and become yeah and like you say a very individual sport. Sure, but I think you know that's my greatest joy. I think from sports is being able to meet new people, connect with new people, and as I said previously, it's the uh, competition against ourselves um, that we that we do in the same competition that really sort of um, allows us to solidify our friendships. I think sports got such a uh, unique and special ability for to address sort of social issues, racial issues, and everything across mm. the board. You know, so I think it's such a powerful thing, and it all stems right back to um, the ability to connect with people and have beautiful connections. And I and I really do believe that human connection is the only is the only wealth. And just to finish it off from your Instagram again, moustache or no moustache, saying where? Oh, I've got a full beard at the moment, but I think I might return to the mo. And um, <laughs> they call it they call it the retro moustache in. Uh, in, in Italy, and so uh, I think uh, I've got to return to form there a bit and, and, uh, and, and get it for another season. Good luck. It's been great chatting to you. Good luck at the Olympic Games. We look forward to seeing you, and we'll be supporting you even though you're in blue. Thank you very much for the effort, and I appreciate the continued support. Thank you so much. Zane Weir, South African shot star who's now off to Italy, but yeah, the young man from Toti.